25th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Hello, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a week I'm, of late records for me. Yeah, well, we got a late night uh, edition coming your way here. We're doing a Indeed. traditional face-to-face oh. Manu e Manu episode. Reminds me of old times. In person. Yes. No Zoom here. No Zoom here. Mm-hmm. No other people. It's an empty nester. Yep. Some of my favorite episodes have been empty nesters. Just you and I sitting here chewing the fat. Um, I've got a question for you. That Let's hear it. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the on the uh, pod, but it's something that I've been wondering, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to get feedback from some of the listeners in Discord and, and Facebook as well. So y- you don't play trivia much these days. You're, no, you're sadly a busy man. not. I, I dream of it, though. I actually have like a short list of other trivias that I, I want to check out at some point. But We do quizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when you're when you do get a chance to when you're playing trivia, maybe the last trivia you played was when me, you, and Seth played at uh, at um, uh, Hurricane. No, uh, Kyle and six. I came out and we actually won oh, one of your trivia re- yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. before that, yeah, probably. So when you're playing, um, you get to the end of a, a round and you hand in your answer sheet. Are you more likely to look up the answers? in the interim while the scores are being um, figured out and calculated, or do you prefer to wait and to get the answers directly from the quiz master? I prefer to wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a uh, couple of reasons for this. Uh, before I was a quiz master, the reason was it just seems like unnecessary anxiety. Like, You know, like we, we came up with our answers. We might as well just sit here and chill. You know, we were just at all this thinking there's no difference between me looking up the answer and then sitting here stewing and wondering how's that going to affect my score against the other teams versus just waiting it out and then hearing the quiz master read the answer. It's, you know, virtually the same thing. And now as a quiz master, it's just irksome to me when people do it because usually the people that have to look it up. Love to shout it out right before you read the answer, which See, we have yeah. talked about on the yes, podcast. We have before. talked about that, and and for uh, I am a look it up guy. Mm-hmm. I uh, and it, to me, I, I mean, there's no anxiety; it's just curiosity. Mm-hmm. I um, and I know Fletcher is very much the same way. Which is, as soon as I wonder something, I need an answer to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just in even my if you DNA. know the answer is coming down the pipeline. Well, I mean, no. So if, if there, well, yes. So if I know the answer, if I know, I know it, I don't look it up, but if there's something that's just like burning a hole in my head, I've just got to look. Uh, and it has been interesting every once in a while where I've looked up the answer and thought I've gotten it. And then the quiz master says something else. And I have to do a little detective work to see like why I'm getting a different answer after the fact. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I respect both. I, I think that, you know, the, uh, depriving yourself the answer until the quiz master gives it to you is a very satisfying thing. I think for people to just, like you said, kind of wait it out. Like, you know, like you said, who really cares? You're going to get the answer anyway. Um, but I also have obviously sympathize with people that just need the answer now. Um, and it now, seems like there's two kinds of people, you know, mm-hmm. as a caveat though, to what I said, 
it is uh it's not really that irksome i actually kind of like it when some people look up the answers because uh if i've made a mistake or the quiz writers made a mistake whoever that may be on the uh, on the question somebody might have researched some extra information mm-hmm. that they can then clarify uh either a secondary answer that might fit the bill or if it was just wrong heaven forbid you know, um, you can get some more um, conclusive evidence for that. So I, I do like that, actually, in, in some certain circumstances. But, um, yeah, just when people shout out the answers, really, which has I, I don't know if that has much to do with this, but it just seems like the behavior sometimes go hand in it hand. Is, it is. You're right. You're right. It is the worst. It is very, very, very obnoxious. If you are out there, please, please, please do not be that person. Um, just please just look up the answers, keep it to yourself. Let the quiz master do their job. That's why we get paid. That's why we have the microphone. I don't need to say what's the capital to Kansas and have you go Topeka. It's I, I'll do it. And I've people are going to know by the score, right? They're yeah. going to know you got it right because you're at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. no one cares if you got it right anyway. Like even if you're in fifth place, like, you know, the only people, there are two teams that people care about. Their team and the team that wins, whether Mm -hmm. it's the the round or the night. So no one cares if you know that Topeka is the capital of fucking Kansas. Go fuck yourself. Like, who gives a shit? I don't care. You have to care. Just write it down. Yeah, yeah, write it down. It's my job to care, but I don't. There's two people that should care everything I'm going to (laughs) say. It's two kinds of people. There's two people that care, you and the quiz master. But yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting. I, I had you kind of pegged for a uh, a wait because you've got like a very dude abides um, <laughs> attitude of just like, well, just let it be. Let Doesn't matter. Abides. Interesting. Well, it's been uh, it's been quite the week. Um, how about we go over our weekly wrap up? Let's do that. Okay. Quiz number four hundred and eighty two. We held at Point Ebell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida. It started with a tight top of the leaderboard in round one with You Smell Different When You're Awake and Atomic County matching each other's scores with Smell keeping the top spot for the remainder of the quiz, ending in first place with 98 points. Atomic County and Body by Pastrami tying for second place with 81 points. And the Cheeseburglers in third with 79 points. That is uh, formerly Lee's Corner Pals, as well as Pee Pee Poo Poo, trying out a new name there, the Cheese Burglars, uh, which I guess there was some dissension among the ranks over the name, but they'll get it sorted out soon, I'm sure. Quiz number 483 was at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral, which began with just the tips, leading the room in rounds one and two before slipping to fourth place in Oof. round number three. They had, there was a visible. <gasps> in the audience or amongst the, uh, the players when, uh, when I read that they had slipped down to fourth place because it was truly a shakeup at the top of the leaderboard brought on by our final question. In the end, it was Lobo solo in third place with 88 points. That's Tom from cool comics and games. Then we've got this team who, uh, changed their name. They were here for the beer, but I think they might've heard our advice on the podcast to come up with uh, something a little bit more original. Thank you. And they changed it to here for Lee's Holy Presence. Okay. Which I gave them a blessing after I read that team name. I was honored. And then in second place, uh, that they were in second place with 104 points. And now for the third week in a row, As You Wish took first place 
Ooh. with 108 points. And I'm going to give them that little dinger there because with this quiz victory, As You Wish now becomes tied for second most wins overall at No Nonsense Trivia. And Shiba Inu Alum- Illuminati, Max and, and Elise can do nothing about it except for sit there and and unfortunately watch that that their name fall down the ranks. It seems it seems so. They were core players. I suppose they could have a, a satellite team maybe start things back up and compete maybe. or maybe they could travel down to defend their score if uh, if they things have to get travel down here. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they got some distance right now. The Shiba Inu Illuminati 46 wins overall in first place. Uh, tied in second, it's As You Wish and The Moist Men with 31 wins. I don't think The Moist Men will be doing uh, much of anything because uh, Max also on Shiba Inu Illuminati. Mm-hmm. So I think they've they've moved on from The Moist Men at this point. And then uh, The Wet Boys. They just usurped The Wet Boys. 30 wins to The Wet Boys. Yeah. And uh, you guys do live in town, yeah. but it's been a while since you've come out. And it's been a while. I, I don't know. I mean, it's 30. They've got 31. There could be a little uh, competition around this spot if you're if you're feeling frisky. Um, I, I'd say, yeah, I think anyone, this is a call to arms for the other people that uh, were uh, past Wet Boys, including Seth, uh, Fletcher, Kristen, and Jamie. Any of them can carry the mantle. Uh, it's just a matter of believing in yourself and going down there now. and doing it. Huh? The vibe I'm getting is you're done. Well, I can't do Wednesdays. That right. much is but is Thursdays. Sure. I mean, you've you've been out to Ollie's. Thursdays. Before. I have been out to Ollie's before. This this week in particular, Mark. I was writing this quiz and I was like, Phew. if the Wet Boys were out this week, I don't know that As You Wish would have uh, gotten their turkey victory. Ugh. It it's certainly possible. It was a uh, there was a final Transformers question that I Ugh. asked, That's which I think Fletcher, Fletcher all over it. Yeah, yeah, but. We'll see what happens in the future. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? They did well. I believe we had uh, two ties. The first round, Team Captain Matt and Dirt Mover, both with 24 points. Dirt Mover winning, and Team Captain Matt can correct me if I'm wrong there. Dirt Mover uh, winning the tie, giving them one extra point, 25 over Matt's 24 Team Captain Matt looking very good with that no-nonsense trivia fantasy football league trophy, oh, by the way. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations to him. For yeah, he won the, the league. That's our This, I guess, is our final league update. He yeah. made it to the finals. And do you remember who he, he beat out in the finals? I don't off the top of my head. I know I'll that I up. was second to last, I think. Um, hey, not so, last. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> um, Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender-neutral bathroom. Uh, Adam and Logan's team winning the second round with 45 points. They were fantastic on the show last week, weren't they? Such a fun episode. Um, Definitely excited to have them back. Uh, The last question, another tiebreaker. Between Night Court's back, Tuesdays at 8, squaring off against Alfred Inchcock, (laughs) both with 60 points. Night Court's back, Tuesdays at 8, winning uh, the last question. Um, with a tiebreaker. So, is that true news? Is Night Court back? It is back. Oh, yes. Okay. Starring John Larroquette reprising his role as uh, what's his name on there? Dan, lawyer guy. Dan. Oh yeah, Dan. Um, You're right. I can't remember his last name off the top of my head. I'll think of it before the episode's Larroquette. through. It's Dan Larroquette. <laughs> um, and uh, I believe Harry Anderson's daughter. Harry Anderson, who played... He passed uh, away, yep. sadly. And so his daughter is, I believe, taking over the uh, the gavel. Mm-hmm. 
in Night Court. I have not watched it, but I've heard uh, it's pretty good. The show that uh, um, launched the career of... Uh, oh, what's his name? He played Data on Star Trek The Next Generation. Why I know you're talking about... Right um, something with a B? Brent Spiner. That's Thank it. you. Thank you, you for it. the assist there. Yeah. What That's a good how these sauces work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he played a uh, a defendant on that show, and I guess he stood out. Dan and, Fielding. Uh, who's that? Is that the Dan, the lawyer Dan? Yeah, like John Larroquette. John Larroquette, I think. Maybe. Yeah, you can miscorrect us if we're wrong. Um, it looks like it was Adam from Death Stars of the Best Stars who made it to the finals as well. Fantasy oh, Football okay, League. but. Ultimately, it was Team Captain Matt who took home the trophy, a beautiful trophy uh, made, designed, produced by Motor Liquor with our cute little faces on it and a giant football at the top. So, hey, man, you might have come in second to last place, but you still made it on the trophy. There you go. something to be proud of. And I didn't even participate. Me too. Dan Fielding. There you go. Reinhold Daniel Fielding Elmore is his full name on the show. Dan Fielding. I thought the judge was named Reinhold. That's Uh, just a little joke. (laughs) Okay, I was going to (laughs) say, oh, that's this is going to get complicated. (laughs) Where do we begin? All right. Actually, let's close that down right now. We'll get to our calendar here. If you missed it and you want to join us for trivia soon, you have a few opportunities to do so. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty tasty food by our weekly food vendor come play our weekly quiz at point ebell brewing company that's point space ebell brewing are you company. still getting pointy bells i'm just making sure okay that starts at 7 30 p.m every wednesday Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards! Which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. They have a delicious array of sandwiches. You can order from their menu there. And you can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub. That's every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. If you're interested in the Zoom link, that's in our show notes, or you can visit bit.ly slash Trivia. I'll take you there on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Our next themed quiz, as we mentioned, Saturday, February 18th at Pointy Bell Brewing Company where we'll be quizzing on things from long, long ago and a galaxy far, far away. Mark your calendars Uh for Star Wars trivia Saturday, February 18th at 6 p.m. Dun, 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 dun. That's all I can do. Yes. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Whoa. I got so serene. Yeah. And you got all death metal on. I know. I've never done a death metal one before. That was good. Thank you. 235 episodes. Something's (laughs) bound to happen. Exactly. Put enough. What do they say? Put enough monkeys on, on typewriters in a room and. They'll be At writing some Shakespeare. Point, they'll they'll write a book. The complete works of Shakespeare. I think that's it. Is yeah. that the the scenario? Pfft, 
they went for it. They were like, monkeys will be writing uh, what? What would be impressive? A song? Uh, one book? No. More. The entire works yeah. of Shakespeare. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, actually, before we take a break, there are two yes. things, two events coming up that are not trivia related that we are involved in that I want to mention to our listeners. First up, on Valentine's Day. If you are looking for something to do, you can actually come out to Pointy Bell because we're going to be doing a special event there. Not only is there going to be a beer pairing with famous, world-famous international chocolatier Norman Love, Ooh. but I will be there hosting a newlywed-style game. Mm. So if you want to come out and uh, bring your partner, if you come out early, you can sign up for the stage show, and I'll bring you on stage and... We'll do like a, a true game show type thing. But if you're uh, not into being on stage, but you still want to participate, or if you get there a little bit later and, you know, it's after we have all the signups filled, you can play a table game too version. So there you go. Uh, it's going to be a great night. That's Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers. That starts at 6 p.m. And the second thing, Mark... I'm, I'm, I didn't even ask if you wanted to talk about this or not, but I'm so happy for you and proud of you. You're going to be taking a little international trip soon. Do you live in Bogota, Colombia? Maybe you do. If you do, I will be there. Um, my old boss who plays in a band called Cabaletta, um, that's C-A-B-A-L-E-T-A, if you want to look them up. Uh, he is Colombian himself. He um, started this uh, band and needed a drummer for a show that he has um, lined up on February 4th. Um, so if you are interested in that, we can put some information about that in the show notes. Um, it will be February 4th at 8 p.m. Um, and yeah, very, very excited. Flying in on the 3rd, playing on the 4th, flying out on the 5th. So it's going uh, to be a whirlwind adventure. It's going to be... It's going to be like being in the Rolling Stones, I think Seth said. Uh, <laughs> so very, very excited for the opportunity and uh, never been to South America before. So uh, very, very excited uh, to, to see what it's like. And I've been cranking away, learning all these songs on drums, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we actually uh, have a little tip for you for your South American trip in our uh, No Notes segment oh, a little okay. bit later. But first, uh, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to do a whole round of trivia coming up right now. I can't wait. And we're back. Lee, I got a question for you. Are you prepared for it? Well, it's my turn to go first, but oh. if you want to, uh, <laughs> you want to take the risk of telling me. <laughs> That's what breaks are for. Here I am. Okay. You got a question for me. Go ahead. Well, what was your category? I'm curious. Uh, I don't know how I'd categorize it. Mm. Um, yeah, you don't usually give the category. Advertising, I guess. I guess. Okay. Mine's pop music. Okay. I'm going like to give that. you a music question to open up this yeah, thing. Please do. What music duo, active from 1993 to 2021, got its name from a review of its members' previous group? What music duo, active from 1993 to 2021, got its name from a review of its members' previous group? 
Yeah, I think I know this, namely specifically because it's a duo and they broke up last year. Um, and I mean, it's a, uh, I, I didn't know that's how they got their name. Uh, but if I'm right, it is very, very clever. I'm going to say Daft Punk. Yes, Mark. That is correct. Fantastic. It is Daft Punk. Huh. It was a review of their uh, their group Darlin, which was a trio, I think, or uh, at least it involved another musician that they would later collaborate with in, in other side projects. And it was described as Dafty Punk. So was that also electronic, or did they play like bass, drums, guitar? No, I think it was more of a, a rock ori- or a band-oriented group. Um, hmm. I don't know that it was... Uh, um, electronic or house music inspired and that question i mean you can you can kind of carve it up a little bit you could take out duo to make it a little bit harder oh, absolutely duo is a big hint um the years active are a big hint uh you know more recently i think as time goes on that might become a little bit more difficult to, to sort out maybe in like 10 or 15 years or so right but uh but yeah that's uh that is the story of how daft punk got their name very clever very clever All right, here's my question for you. Widely recognized by many as the first popular filtered cigarette, Kent's famous Micronite filter was originally made from what material, promising the, quote, greatest health protection in history? Hmm. Widely recognized by many as the first popular filtered cigarette, Kent's famous Micronite filter, that's M-I-C-R-O-N-I-T-E, was originally made from what material promising the, quote, greatest health protection in history, end quote? Well, I think we all know that they put some messed up stuff in cigarettes, and uh, I don't think that's a new trend. I think that yeah, no. they've been pretty much, you know, uh, since they were, you know, ultimately commercialized, been trying to figure out ways to, you know, add fillers and addictive things and Mm -hmm. i think that this might be something that used to be regarded as safe and then turned out to be well known to be uh terrible for you i want to say it's asbestos maybe it's an asbestos filter um and that would have this kind of delicious irony that i think you like in your in your questions too um maybe it's not asbestos yeah i am getting meta um be careful yeah, now. I know. You, Be careful now. You see now. how often that, that can betray you uh, when you think too much about what the betray quiz Betray you, of does, course, the distant cousin to betray you. <laughs> That's I'm pretty so good, sorry. actually. Okay. I'm not sorry. I'm a dad now, so the yeah. dad jokes, <laughs> like, actually, they, they can they can hit for me. Um, asbestos is what I'm going to go with. Asbestos is correct. All right. I mean... Yes, boo. I mean, yeah, how- <laughs> we'll say boo to that. One of the That's leading causes of mesothelioma mm-hmm. um, is those inhaling those. The nicotine ain't bad enough. You're mm-hmm. sucking it through some asbestos. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The nicotine is probably one of the least harmful things yes. in comparison to the <laughs> other stuff that's, that's in there. for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. My next question for you, Kylie just texted me. I got you a sandwich and there's a picture. Holy shit. Jesus. Where'd you get the sandwich from? Tell me more. Does she know I'm here? Is she going to get me a sandwich? <laughs> so she sent me, she sent me a text that said, I'd miss this, this hot dog. It's a hot dog. I just looked at glance and I thought it was a sandwich. I guess a hot dog is a sandwich. This oh, hot dog absolutely. is called freak on a leash. Want one? 
And then she said, I got you two because I love you and they're delicious. So two freaks on a leash coming my way. I'm saying I want a hot dog. I'm texting her. Okay. We'll see what she says. I mentioned this Transformers question at the beginning, and I feel like Uh-oh. there might be some Transformers fans listening that were curious about what this question is. Now, I will say more teams got this right than I anticipated. This okay. had a uh, 56% correct rate. So more than half the teams in the room got this right. And this was my final question at Ollie's this week. You hate that, don't you? I hate it. It doesn't bother me too much. It, it would bother me if it was 100%. Yeah. 56. That's not too bad. That's like the upper limit of what I'm cool with, you yeah. know, for, for a final question. That's fair. Um, I'm going to modify this, though, because I don't think you know the the character name. You got some pretty heavy geeks going on. Yeah. In, uh, uh, the final role of which legendary actor was as Unicron, the planet-sized Transformers character that debuted in the... 1986 animated film the final role of legendary actor and filmmaker of which legendary actor and filmmaker <sighs> was as unicron a planet-sized transformers character that debuted in the 1986 animated film out of curiosity can i get the unmodified version or just curious to know the difference between the two i'd name the actor and ask you to name the character so you would have had to come up with unicron Oh, that's okay. the answer. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I think I might know this. Okay. Uh, is it someone who got really drunk on wine for a commercial? I'm going to say Orson Welles. Mark, you are correct. Oh! Well done. Well, at least I got that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten Omnicron. Unicron. Unicron. It's like unicorn, but with two letters <laughs> How switched lazy. around. Yeah. <laughs> He he's like a uh, a Newy giant corn, a giant sphere with like a glowing orifice that speaks with Orson Welles's voice. Okay, and I think it's the performance is kind of derided. Um, it sounds like I guess it's he's criticized for sounding like he's not like caring too much about the role. I mean, who could blame him? But uh, honestly, like I listened to it and I think he's going for something. I think it's I think it's I think there's something there. And I don't mind the performance. I think it's cool. I mean, what do you expect a planet-sized transformer to sound like? He sounds like this. Yeah. I you mean, when you've got to like make the imagine like the heaviness of having to voice something that has not had a voice for years or decades, like something like a comic book character where people have read it and like Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck does Silver Surfer sound like? People in reading since the 1960s or 70s, reading this, having an idea of what this, you know, being from another planet who roams around the universe sounds like. And then you make the movie and you're like, what the fuck do we make this guy sound like? Is he like, what's going on, guys? I'm just surfing. <laughs> or, if, you know, is he like, like, it's it, man. <laughs> I like those takes. <laughs> Thank you. We should try and redub uh, some Silver Surfer cartoons. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll do some overdubs. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your next question. On Saturday Night Live, the Coneheads claim to be from what country as a cover for their real home planet, Remulac? On Saturday Night Live, the Coneheads claim to be from what country as a cover for their real home planet? Of Remulac. I like this question a lot. 
I also like the version of this question where Remulac is the answer. Is Almost a more did that difficult to you, one. But I gave you the easier one. Thank you. You're welcome. I would not have gotten Remulac. Um, though I, I really enjoyed the, the sketch and the movie was very funny, I remember too. Uh, they would say, they would say, we are from France. France is correct. Yes. Great job. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's been too long. I need to. I was looking at the uh, the Wikipedia article for the Coneheads movie. Mm-hmm. The fucking cast is absolutely fucking cuckoo bananas, coconuts crazy. It is like everyone that anyone has ever loved in Saturday Night Live from that time, which I know a lot of the movies back then when someone, you know, that was in Saturday Night Live made a movie or, you know, Saturday Night Live. Deck. It was insane. Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, Michael McKean, David Spade, Chris Farley, Sinbad, Michael Richards, Eddie Griffin, Phil Hartman, Adam Sandler, Jason Alexander, Dave Thomas, Lorraine Newman, Garrett Morris, Drew Carey, Kevin Nealon, Jan Hooks, Parker Posey, Julia Sweeney, Ellen DeGeneres, Tim Meadows, John Lovitz, Tom Arnold, just... The list goes on. And I and I cut a couple people out. I mean, it's just <laughs> unreal. Nice. Unreal. All right. Adding it to the queue. All right. Uh, last question this round. I'm going to give you your choice of three categories here. Ooh, okay. U.S. history. Uh-huh. Geography. Oh. U.S. geography. Or the MCU. I'm going to do something a little weird here because MCU, if I get it wrong, I'll, I'll be embarrassing myself as a geek. If I go for geography or U.S. history, I already know I'm probably going to get it wrong. And so it's part and parcel. Hmm. So instead of going geography, which is my worst, I'm going to go with U.S. history. Okay. Here's your U.S. history question. In 1660, Mary Dyer was one of four individuals executed in Boston, Massachusetts for practicing which religion whose formal name would later become the, quote, Religious Society of Friends. In 1660, Mary Dyer was one of four individuals executed in Boston for practicing which religion whose formal name would later become the Religious Society of Friends. Friends like the TV show. <laughs> but super religious and forming an official society. <sighs> it's called uh, Central Perkerism. <laughs> Pivotism. Uh, we were on a breakism. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of all the most popular Friends uh, funny moments. 1660. Mm-hmm. Practicing which religion, which came to be known as it was the formal name was Religious Society of Friends, but it has a uh, more popular informal name, Religious Society of Friends. Mm-hmm. What a weird name. Um. One of four individuals, not a lot of friends. 1660 in the United States. Well, 
1776 is when they ratified the Constitution. So it was sometime before then. Did they ratify it in 1776? Oh, I don't even know what ratify means. I don't know. I, I think they over. published the Declaration of Independence. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, con- I, the Constitution might have come a little later or maybe even before. I don't know. It's probably one of those things where it's not even 1776. Like, actually, it's 1775. It might very well be. Mm-hmm. It's a long period of unrest. So it was before then. I don't even know, like, what other... And uh, there are, like, different things like Protestantism. I'm going to say Protestantism. No, Mark, I'm sorry. Quakerism. Quakerism. Uh, One of the early uh, persecuted religions in this country who uh, they were kind of like uh, the woke people of their day. They were into, like, social justice and stuff and individuals can make a difference and the church was not too fond of that. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. They'll uh, they'll fucking murk you. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure they were problematic in their own right in other, other ways. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, Quakerism, the answer I'm looking for there. Oh, well, you get some wrong, you get some right, you know, it happens. Question number three, your last question of this round. What fast food chain is known as Hungry Jack's? In Australia, due to trademark dispute issues. What fast food chain is known as Hungry Jack's in Australia due to a trademark dispute? Um, we've got the big ones. We've got McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Burger King. Burger King can't even get it straightened out in the United States. There's a whole zone in the Midwest in one city where they can't put up a new Burger King at all because there's like an original Burger King that's not them. Right? You remember that? I don't. I think we talked about that here. We we talked about many things. We we have talked about literally thousands of things. We've talked about some things Mm -hmm. I don't remember. We talked about some things I wish I could forget. You have forgotten some stuff. Oh, uh, we've absolutely. got some listeners go in the Discord that are, uh, you know, they ask us about certain questions and bits and stuff. And Lord, if we know. But yeah. you know what? Hey, this question in episode 58. I'm like, oh, no. I, I've got good news because I did do some research on one of these. So I've got a story to tell here at the beginning oh. of round two. But if you want to go back and listen to older episodes, folks, just go over to our Patreon and for just $3 a month, our Rumple Snailskin tier, you can get access to our entire archive of episodes uh, and uh, some other stuff too. Check that out. Indeed. I'm going to go with Burger King. Burger King is correct. Hey! Very good. Mm-hmm. Yo, he's dancing. All right. There he goes. There you go. Oh, oh, oh. getting wavy. Yeah. Getting wavy. Okay. Is that three and three? Yeah. Did you get all three of those right? I might have. I think I did. Huh. Good job. Thank you. Way to be. All right. Let's take a little break and then we'll uh, come right back with our missed corrections and some no notes. And the second round of trivia.
back, and it's time for some missed corrections and no notes. Missed corrections and no notes. First of all, this is just a personal little no note, and uh, just you know, maybe this is the uh, frequency bias type thing. But I was watching the Lost Boys riff tracks. Uh, episode just a few days after we recorded with Logan and Adam, and you had a question about Stephen King and uh, fictional town that some of his characters are from. And one of the riffers, while they were, there was a scene where two characters got into a vehicle, and one of them says, Got this baby in Castle Rock. Her name's Christine. <laughs> and I was like, How perfect. perfect. You know, we were just yes. talking about this. So I just thought I'd share that with you. We got a no note here from Quizmaster Dallas who writes, I think the tree that if you stand under in the rain, the toxins will burn your skin is the manchineal, the manchineal tree. Mm -hmm. You've heard of this? I looked it up when uh, when he mentioned it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's quite a few uh, details, interesting details about this. Wikipedia says standing beneath the tree during rain will cause blistering of the skin from mere contact with this liquid. Even a small drop of rain. With the milky substance in it will cause the skin to blister. The sap has also been known to damage the paint on cars. Burning the tree may cause ocular injuries if the smoke reaches the eyes. Jesus. Contact with its milky sap produces bolus dermatitis, acute carotoconjunctivitis, and possibly large corneal epithelial defects. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't want it though. Sounds like you get fucked up. Yeah. Uh, James Cook's surgeon, William Ellis wrote that on their final voyage, several men cut down the the machinal tree, rendering them blind for several days. An account by Alexander Exquamelon, who wrote about piracy in the 17th century. He also was a pirate detailed that, um, that, he, oh yeah, he had uh, he had cut down some branches to use as a fan, and just by doing this, he was blinded for several days. Jesus, just fucking fanning Christ. that stuff on him. It's like face swelled up and everything. English farmer and diarist Nicholas Cresswell wrote that one of its apples is potent enough poison to kill twenty people, and uh, detailed this rain phenomenon as well. Uh, so, Mark, this is your advice because this tree is located in both North and South America. So don't go eating any strange apples off the trees. I won't. And I'll just uh, stay don't be standing up in the tree. Yeah. Uh, just stand open away. in the rain, just out in the road. No cover. Deal. Um, the tree, yeah, it's located North and South America. It's recorded as the world's most dangerous tree by Guinness World Records. And it is listed as an endangered species in Florida. <sighs> trying to protect this thing. Yeah, seriously. What are the benefits? Let it let it are die. Are there any benefits? <laughs> it's the mosquito of trees. It's like right? no no positive. It's not used for its wood, I'm guessing, because it'll fucking make your dick fall off or fucking close your vagina up or something. I don't know. It's fucking this thing. You should just be setting them all on fire. No, we shouldn't set them on fire because the smoke oh, will yeah, probably kill everybody. Make your lungs turn into raisins. Fuck that. We needed to genetically engineer humans to benefit from this toxic sap in some way. You know, that's uh, that's the route we take, I think. Yeah. Superhumans. Yeah. They can get us withstand. They're just drinking it all day. (laughs) 
It's They're like fanning other people to death. Taking a little bit of poison every day so you build up resiliency so you can let it rain and just sit underneath a tree and stare up at it and laugh. Yeah. Vaccine, bitch. <laughs> Get the jab. Indeed. Maybe not that one. No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take our advice. We're not doctors. <laughs> we have a uh, we have a note here from Rumpelstiltskin Holgast. Ah. She's been awfully active on... Uh, I, I should... That's... <laughs> It's not like he was throwing shade when he said awfully active. She's been Got very nothing better to do. Hang out on our Discord. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it seems like Holgas is going through some older episodes, and she wrote this note in reference to one of Kylian's questions from episode 50. The question was, what is the first movie to feature a computer-generated human form? And uh, this was quite some time ago, episode 50, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'll... Uh, I'll remind you, Mark, I was kicking around the Shields and Dune as an answer, and we kind of mold over some other answers, Toy Story, the Terminator movies, Star Wars. Our guess that we ended up on was Predator, because, like, I guess the heat vision or the uh, inv- invisibility, stuff like that. But the accepted answer for Kyle was the Dune Shields, the Dune Shields. Okay. So uh, Holgast wrote... I believe the shields in Dune were hand animated, but they look CG for sure. And I looked this up and they were indeed rotoscoped. That's the uh, filmmaking industry's term for frame by frame animation, rotoscoping. Holgas continues, I believe the first fully CG animated character is the stained glass knight in young Sherlock Holmes from 1985, which I think would be a better answer and more fitting than the one given. But since this is an old question, and I may be wrong, we'll be interested to hear when I get to the future episodes. I don't think that anybody has written in about this. Do you remember this, I don't Mark? remember that, no. Yeah, so this is an older episode, but this is a fresh correction. Um, so I looked into this a little bit. And filmsite.org backs this up, stating that the Stained Glass Knight was the, quote, first fully 3D digital or CGI computer-generated, photorealistic animated character in a full-length feature film, as well as the first animated character to be, quote, scanned and painted directly onto a film using a laser. It's kind of interesting. Not really related Hmm. to what we're talking about, but interesting nonetheless. Right. Um, But this is not the correct answer to the question, because the question is, uh, what is the first movie to feature a computer-generated human form? Mm. In 1981... There was a CGI rendering of a human woman in the Michael Crichton movie Looker. Now, it's not intended to be an effect, a visual effect. It's represented on a computer screen, kind of like the CG in Star Wars and Alien. You know, when they show show some CG on a screen. The figure has no movement. There's no talking. But this example fits the question that was asked. What was the first feature film to – or first movie to feature a – uh, CG computer generated human form 1981's looker my issue though is that I don't think this is a very satisfying answer to this question it seems very difficult uh, the movie which holds an achievement for first movie to feature CGI shading was a box office bomb and not well received at all Tron came out a couple months later. It featured CGI characters, but none of the CGI characters were overtly human 
in their form. So Tron is not a good answer either. So the stock factoid that goes around from time to time is that the first CGI characters, Jar Jar Binks. That's kind of what most people say. Paul Shear once said this on a podcast. He did say that it might be wrong. But this seems to be the popular belief that the first CGI character is uh, Jar Jar Binks. That's from- crazy. It seems like it would have been someone a lot earlier, but okay. Yeah. Well, it was. It was in Looker, you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> someone or the, the something in between. Yeah, the knight. The knight is the in between one. Um, so yeah, it would be more accurate for Jar Jar Binks to say the first major, major CGI humanoid character for the stained glass knight in 1985's Young Indiana Jones to be the answer. You could say the first fully CGI humanoid character in a movie. And as for the current qualifier in the question, computer-generated human form, it's got to be Looker from 1981. So this question actually has kind of three different ways that you can ask it, uh, than the included, including the original and two variations. So I would that's how I'd break that down. I would break this into three different questions that you could ask. Um, because as it stands, the answer is Looker, which is very difficult to get. The stained glass night, I think it's a little bit more easy to get. There's probably more people know about young Indiana Jones from 1985 and just asking about the first fully CGI major character that indicates Jar Jar Binks in 1999. And I would, I would give the years with any of those. I would give the year of the movie as a hint because otherwise you're going through all of movie history. Like we were, you know, we were like going to the eighties and, kind of the nineties. I mean, not all of movie history because obviously like now it's very common to have a uh, humanoid computer generated form, but yeah, I would, I would give the uh, movies Terminator two. Well, okay. So Jar Jar Binks is always CGI animated and Robert Patrick sometimes plays the character that is CGI animated in Terminator 2. But I, I mean, well, fully I guess... CGI animated character. Okay. So like from start to finish, you never see Jar Jar Binks as like an, a human actor playing him. I think that is the the distinction there. I feel like there's still someone you that could, would... You could work this question as you're... I mean, you're yeah, bringing it up yeah. right now. You could totally work this question to have the answer be Terminator 2. To well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's true because there may have been something before even Terminator Two that the was, abyss. I mean, yeah, there's I, there's just tons and tons. Is the abyss a humanoid though? And well, and, at one point there's and, a it face. <laughs> it literally morphs into a human face. <laughs> so I mean, again, it's not the it's, full body though. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <sighs> the semantics with this question. I know it, it is definitely, definitely a sticky, and that's why we've talked about it before. Quizmasters, take out your pen and pencils. I mean, that's why you always have to have another quantifier. Qualifier or qualifier if, or a quantifier if it's a numerical based. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you always want to make sure that you have something else where you can go. Yeah, I know where you're going with that answer. However, is that movie from 2001? Is that movie from 1994? No, it's not. So it couldn't be that answer. Uh, yeah. The, the looker or whatever just should not be in there at all. Well, like I said, it's technically correct. It is, based it on is. But the, I'm the saying, question. Like, whatever version you ask, should the answer should not be the looker. <laughs> yeah, or if, if it is, say, a box office bomb by Michael Crichton, written and directed. I mean, you need another hint in there. That's a fucking twenty pointer. It was. Uh, I think I read it was like a seven to twelve million dollar budget, and it made three million at the box office. So it lost money. Um, either way, the answer is not Dune. No, it's not the shields from Dune. 
those were rotoscoped. So thank you, Holgast, for that yes. missed correction. And as for the rest of you knowers, in the words of Quizmaster Mark, two rights make a wrong. You being right and you writing in or something like that. What did I say? You got it. <laughs> you nailed it, brother. Yes. If you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no-nonsense-trivia at gmail.com. Call us at 1-929-356-6666 or find us on social media. If you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, and Good Pods. Indeed. I have the benefit of having it written down right here in front of me. I just put you on the spot there. I I don't want to uh, get into some uncharted territory here of something you didn't look up, but did you happen to look up um, Fro's uh, or Eric's um, answer about manatees with a <laughs> no. thick fur? You did not. That one, you, I feel like you kind of came to a conclusion on that, so I was willing to just look, because that was another subject in the discourse. Well, Holgas seemed to think that he thought that was an actual answer. He, uh, he's a guest who has a knack for saying things under the radar when we're recording that yes. we don't, we don't catch till the edit. And sometimes he's, he, you know, he likes to crack a joke every now and then. And I think that might be what that was saying that they are known for the thickest fur, but also sometimes he does have wild ideas and yeah. that could have been the case too. That's true. But yes, uh, if you want to check out the archive, like Holgast is doing, go on our Patreon. All three right. bucks, Rumple Snail yeah. level. Come on. Full archive. Just give us three bucks and then listen to everything real fast and then cancel it. Well, you could do that or you could keep just it going. There's, there's more my... than just the archive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm just joking. Oh, nice, nice socks. Thank you. My I walked into Waffle House this morning and this, man uh, this lady like, looked over at me and I saw like her eyes light up when she saw my socks. She just got soaking wet. like, it's 9 a.m. She's so fancy socks, socks the Waffle House. Got gushy real quick. Here's your first question of the second round. Located between Syria and Israel, what is the most spiritually diverse country in the Middle East, recognizing 18 different sects? One more time. Located between Syria and Israel, what is the most spiritually diverse country in the Middle East, recognizing 18 different sects? S-E-C-T-S. I don't know. Well, you know the geography. I'm terrible at geography. Um, that is an area of the world that I should not be terrible at geography. <laughs> it's constantly in the news yeah. for decades. So I don't know for sure, but I'm going to take a guess at Jordan. Sorry, that's incorrect. Okay. Lebanon. Lebanon. Is the correct answer. I was kicking around Libya and I'm like, there's no way it's Libya. I wonder if uh, there was a phonetic thing going on there. They just overlooked. Anyway, thanks for that. Lebanon. You got it. Now I know. All right. My next question for you. You passed up the geography question in round one. Um, I'm going to give you one here now. This one is European geography. I mean, okay. one good turn deserves another, right? Sure. Geography for geography. Here's your question. Canals, cobbled streets, and medieval buildings are distinguishing characteristics for which European city that is the capital of West Flanders in northwest Belgium? Canals, 
cobbled streets and medieval buildings are distinguishing characteristics for which European city that is the capital of West Flanders in northwest Belgium? No idea. Um, man, I get so confused over there. What a weird fucking place. Flanders. Just makes you think of the Simpsons. This is America. You know, it makes me think of my old, uh, my old landlord. Um, cause he, he always refers to people as Flanders and I know that <laughs> Wait, you're what? right. It is, it is a Simpsons reference even when he is saying it, but, uh, it always makes me think of him. You'd just be like, what's going on Flanders? <laughs> Did he live next to you? No. Oh, okay. Cause that would put him as the Homer. If that was the case, if he was your neighbor. Well, he was my Homer owner. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> First one was good. We're, uh, we're moving the wrong direction, though, now. Um, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> city in Belgium. Yes. It's the capital of West Flanders in northwest Belgium. Um, what the fuck is a city in Belgium? Uh, I, I gave you a little B with some hints about canals and yeah. Well, streets. when you first said canals, it made me think of Venice. Mm-hmm. That was by design. Yeah. <laughs> then you started talking about fucking Belgium, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Fuck." Yep. Yep. God damn it. Um. Well, would you like a big B? No, you know me. You could get this right. I really don't know if I can. Let me let me think on it a little bit more. Okay. Uh, is Holland a city or is that a country? God, I'm pathetic. I'm going to say Holland. No, I, I do believe that Holland is a country. Yeah, great. All right, give me the B. The big B is that this city serves as a setting for a 2008 film that stars Colin Farrell, Brandon Gleason, and Rafe Fiennes. Did you say Rafe Fiennes? I believe that's how his name is pronounced. Rafe? Rafe. Oh, wow. What was it again? The clue? The city serves as a setting. Uh-huh. For a 2008 film starring Colin Farrell, Brandon Gleason, and Rafe Fiennes. When you said Colin uh, Farrell's face, it made me think that maybe it was Inishern. Is what? Banji of Inishern, that movie that he's in. Oh, I don't know that movie. Oh, really? Mm -mm. It was considered one of the best movies of last year. I'm surprised. I've missed a few of his, actually, but... Yeah. I still don't know. Bruges. In Bruges. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never would have gotten that in a million years. Okay. So that makes me feel a little bit better than the Let's fact see, that I need a country. Uh, that had a 43% success rate at my trivia. It's just getting thinner and thinner as we mm-hmm. go up. All right. Here is your uh, next question. 
What is the primary component of the hard exoskeletons of animals, such as crabs and lobsters, that is used in the formation of edible films and as an additive to thicken and stabilize foods and food emulsions? Hmm. What is the primary What is the primary component of the hard exoskeletons of animals such as crabs and lobsters that is used in the formation of edible films and as an additive to thicken and stabilize foods and food emulsions? Edible films. So are you talking about like a, a Listerine breath saver strip? You remember those? I think so, yeah. What the hell is going on there? We were just eating stuff that was... What was that jelly paper? Well, it was made like of this, that. maybe, I guess. Maybe. I think this might be the substance that is in the shells of shrimp as well that makes our uh, Floridian flamingos so beautiful and pink, and that would be keratin. Is that your answer? That's my answer. That's incorrect. Oh, okay. The correct answer is chitin. 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 C-H-I-T-I-N. Chitin. Chitin. Yes. All right. Not keratin. Nope. That's with a K. Yep. This is with a CH. Chitin. Yeah. I always, Michael Chitin. I always thought it was pronounced chitin. Yeah. But then, of course, I luckily I went and, and listened to someone with half a fucking brain cell pronounce it. And they said chitin. And I was like, okay, well, thank God. Mm. You were Brian Blessed. Indeed. <laughs> Hashtag Brian Blessed. Gemstones is my next category for you. Gemstones. Meet the gemstones. <laughs> Which green birthstone of August was known as Topazion by ancient Greeks and is known to form in molten rock? So this is fucked up. This is fucked up all over the place. Because you know what Getting you're doing. Getting a little mean right here. Well, with these you questions. know, you, yeah. you little asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm leading you one way, and then I throw I in you, something. So I know to... you're getting harder and harder as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like your dick. Um, <laughs> topaz- I do now. Now I know what you're saying. <laughs> Topazion makes you think topaz. Green makes you think emerald. Well, which is it? It might be neither. It's probably neither. You freaking jerk. Found in molten rock. You can call me a jerk. Just don't call me an old sod again. You old sod. <laughs> don't call me that. <laughs> Too bad. It's done. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't say anything. I just let you call me it. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, found in molten rock, huh? It's formed in molten rock. But yeah, formed. I guess that is where it would be found as well. Not sprouting legs Formed walking away. Found. Some kind of Pokemon. All right, I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> um, green is topaz green. Ah, ah. I'm gonna say emerald. No. It's another green one. Peridot. Peridot. See? Mm-hmm. The third one. Yeah. Topaz, interestingly, uh, natural state is colorless. Really? But it's impurities that will that can color it. It can sometimes be uh, pale blue, golden brown, sometimes a yellow orange as well. But I don't think green. Oh, no. there You can have a green topaz as well. Mm. But, Yeah. I don't know why they called it Topazion. 
Me neither. Jesus, Lord. To confuse us quiz masters and players. All right. Here's your uh, last question this round. I think so. A picnometer is used to learn what characteristic of a liquid? A picnometer, P-Y-C-N-O-M-E-T-E-R, or P-Y-K-N-O-M-E-T-E-R. A picnometer is used to learn what characteristic of a liquid? Hmm. Cameron playing this week on uh, Zoom. We got a quite a little Zoom uh, group growing here. We got I love it. We got uh, Whiskey Tango. We got Feeble Corn. We've got um, Connor and his lady friend. It's awesome. That have all been coming regularly. Matt, when he's not playing uh, Team Captain Matt, when he's not playing locally, pops in every once in a while. Um, had uh, Blake pop in a couple times. Yeah. Bro Bro popped in a couple times to play along with him. Awesome. And now we've got uh, now we've got Cameron, who is uh, who played last week and hopefully will start playing more often. So Join the party on please. Wednesdays. And you'll feel so smart when you know all the answers to my questions. It's on Zoom. Because I asked them. Yeah. What's that address again? Bit.ly slash not L-E-E-L-Y. B-I-T dot L-Y slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. Wednesdays at 8. That's Eastern Standard Time. A picometer? Pick on, pick, picnometer? Picnometer? Hold on. Nomnoms? Picnomnoms? A picnometer. 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 Picno. Picnometer. Don't Post, know what that is. Post no uh, bills. Don't know what that Pick-no-meter. prefix is. <laughs> I don't know what that prefix is. So what are some qualities that can be studied? There's uh, weight, viscosity, density. Taste. <laughs> How that t- liquid taste. I better use this device. It could be dangerous, you know? What if it's the uh, Manchineal tree sap? You don't want to be tasting it. Use a device. Tells you how it tastes. Mm-hmm. Do they make that? I don't know. That's what they should be using that AI on. Tell me how that tastes. <laughs> Yo, how that tastes. Before I taste it. You could live like a king. Have your own robot taster that tastes all your food to make sure it's got no manchineal sap in it. I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with viscosity as a guess. A very popular guess, but incorrect. Density. Oh, density. Is right. the correct that was answer. That's another one density. I threw out. Okay. Pick no. Picnometer. Pick no. Get the pick no. Pick no meter. <laughs> now, this next question, I think this is a good one for pub trivia. I think this just matches the vibe of a bar well. And, you know, we do our category requests at No Nonsense Trivia. And every now and then, somebody will request Bible quotes. And 
people don't really get too excited about that. Some people do. You know, I almost asked you a Bible question this uh, this this game, but this one stuck out to me. Okay, and I thought this would be, this is a good one for a bar. All so right. if you host trivia in a bar, take a look at this question. Steal this question. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish, is a quote from the thirty first and final chapter of which book of the Old Testament. Let beer be for those who are perishing. Wine for those who are in anguish is a quote from the 31st and final chapter of which book of the Old Testament? It's the last book of the Old Testament, huh? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's from the, the 31st, 31st and final chapter of which of book? Of which book. Mm-hmm. Okay. So many Old Testament books. Um, I really are. I'm scrolling through the list right now. Holy shit, there's a lot. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about, as a trivia question, asking a question that has something to do with a number or whatever and saying whoever gets closest without going over gets points? Is that dumb? I used to do that, but um, I just don't feel that those make for very exciting susses. You know, I think there's a place for it, though. You know, every now and then, no big deal. Like how many countries are in Europe? Mm Mm-hmm. How many countries bordered, uh, you know, China or Russia or something? That's I've asked that question before. Closest to the correct answer gets points. Every team that gets. Oh, I I don't. uh, So, yeah, I've stopped doing that. I've stopped giving out like adjusted points based on proximity to the correct answer. Not adjusted points, but like there. This is a six point question. Mm -hmm. Anybody who gets it right on, if people get it right on, they get the, the points. If. Not that, then whoever gets it closest without going over gets the points. So if the answer is like 28 and no one guesses 28, but someone guesses 27, they get the points no one else does. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. But you used to. I used to. I used to. And you were like, fuck this. Yeah. I I, like mess. I will occasionally, if if the mood is right, I'll be a little generous, you know. But uh, in general, I don't do the like, you know, give me the number. I used to say, uh, give me the year. And if you're off a certain number of years, I'll deduct a point until there's no points left. Right. But I'm know? saying like it wouldn't be adjusting. the. It would be part of the rule is knowing that no one's probably going to know it and just saying whoever is closest is the only person that gets the points. I don't know. I think that's a all right. I mean, difference. it's, you know, it, it depends on. If it makes a difference, if nobody got it right, then I think that's totally fine. You know, it gets messy when you start giving out free points and it starts people get close to each other. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I was just being nice earlier, but now you're winning. That can get awkward, you know, so I wouldn't recommend that. But if there's a team that's like, you know, they're just like in last place or something and they get kind of close, I might you know, give them a point so they save them the embarrassment of getting zero points or something like that. But let me ask you another question Mm -hmm. for a tiebreaker in a round where there's a, um, a wager, um, the tiebreaker will go to the team that wagers more. Hmm. So kind of like a, uh, confidence based wager. Give people, give people a little bit of a reason to, to wager higher. Yeah. I do like that, actually. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little cutthroat, you know? 
Like, Li- live hey. on podcast, we have the handing over of aforementioned hot dogs. Feeling like and a Kyle freak on a leash. How are you, Kyle? I'm feeling good. These good. look amazing. They're, what are these? So this is an elote dog. And this is a Korean barbecue dog. I actually want to bite of that. I didn't try that, but I did eat that earlier. And it was amazing. Mark, do either Worst sound like street dogs? Oh, the, okay. Is the name of this company? I've been I've, wanting to try. I've them, had their actually. hot dogs before, and, and they are very like good. Are you interested in having some of this? Nice. I'm fine, thank you very much, though. And I appreciate it. Super nice, and it's just super tasty, just all around, ten out of ten. There you go. There was a question here. Yes. Let beer be for those who are um, perishing, um, wine for those who are in anguish. Yeah, is the last quote from the 31st and final chapter, chapter of which book? book of the Old um, Testament? Uh, 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 I'll say, um, um, I can't say Leviticus because I know it's like the fifth book or fourth book or something. Um, I'll say um, Ecclesiastes. I don't know. No, it's not Ecclesiastes. My big B hint for you is that it is a book that is known for its sayings. Psalms? No. Proverbs. Oh, book of Proverbs. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out where that is located within the, uh, the Old Testament. And it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Wikipedia says it's a book in the third section of the Hebrew Bible. Well, let's take a break. Yeah. And scholars get at us. Religious scholars get at us. Well, I'll, I'll figure it out while we're on break. Okay. So scholars just take Sit a tight. Break. Just, just relax. Um, and uh, yeah, we will uh, be back in a little bit with a rate my question. Yeah. And our last round of trivia. We're back, and we're joined by Kyle Ann for this last round. Here I am. Hey, darling. Hello, Hi, Kyle. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Before we get to our rate my questions, we do have a, a couple uh, miscorrections we we missed earlier. Um, first of all, you wanted to mention the uh, Proverbs. Yeah, yeah. So um, Proverbs actually comes right before Ecclesiastes, which was my guess. And comes right after Psalms, which is Your my other. guess after my guess. So uh, sandwiched in between. Also not at the uh, end of the New Testament. Um, that goes Old to... Testament. Or the, I'm sorry, the Old Testament. Malachi. That goes to Malachi, yes. Mm-hmm. And then we got a voicemail here uh, from Mark. Hey, Mark and Lee. Mark with a C, that is... It's Mark with a K from York, <laughs> PA. Motherfuckers! What's up, dumbasses? Wow. We got a problem here. Uh, you were just talking about Van Gogh and that you learned the right way to say it is Van Gogh. And it's not your fault. I think somebody told you that. But I got Dr. a couple Hill. of Dutch friends, and they said it's Van Gogh. So just say fun. 
then clear your throat twice. Van Hoch. Van Hoch. Van Hoch. Van Hoch. Van Hoch. Mark with a K. Strange energy. Yeah, that's that's Mark with a K energy right there. I don't know how I feel about him calling us dumbasses. Mark with a K from That was a little heavy. But yeah, okay. Well, we didn't know how to pronounce Van Yeah, okay. Now we know. Vincent... Is it, is it Vincent? Vince, you Maybe just say, not. Vinny, Vinny <laughs> Well, thanks for the call, Mark, with a K. That's yeah, I feel like that's the energy of probably our average listener. When I when I picture people that listen to and like our podcast, co-mingling knowledge, uh, trivia knowledge, and talking about sexual acts and weird stuff, I picture people. I picture people calling and be like, what's up, dumbasses? And be just taking it like the sub I am. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. This guy thank was you. on the CKY tape, thank but he you, wasn't sir. allowed may to be on another. Jackass. <laughs> what was that? I said, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, now we've got some uh, rate my questions to get to. Okay. Rate my question. And uh, here, we haven't done a call and rate my question. Let's uh, let's take this one. Hey, Lee and Mark. This is Quizmaster Will. First time caller. I've uh, been listening to the podcast for a while, and I love it. I uh, love trivia in general, and I think you guys do a wonderful job. I'm calling out of awesome. Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, just got a couple rate my questions for you after listening for a minute. I have one for Lee's TIB system that I hope to fulfill and one that I just hope you guys can have a good time stuffing on and really enjoy it. But here you go. The first question, what is the name of a 2011 movie and a 2015 TV show that only had one season that both center around a mind-enhancing drug? I know this. Yeah? I think I do, too. Limitless? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking. I, I know this. Yeah. It's definitely limitless. It, uh, the hint fits the bill. The years make sense. And yeah, it was a short-lived TV show. The cult following. Never uh, heard of either of those, but I believe you. No, it's, it definitely exists. Yeah. It was like, uh, what's that old story? Is it uh, Flowers for Algernon? Yeah. The guy mm-hmm. takes the mind-enhancing drug and becomes super smart. Super smart. And he starts like I think it's like inspired it, by that. You know? It like accelerates his brain function, then it just as quickly deteriorate, deteriorates his brain as well. Seems like a modern retelling. Reminds me a little bit of the Lawnmower Man, mm-hmm. in which a simple uh, person working out in the uh, doing the gardening for a for a doctor or something like that yeah. gets used as a project. What's to his name Job. Job. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he sets a priest on fire with his mind. Now, Oof. when did that come out? What those are some CGI uh, humanoid characters in the Lawnmower Man. Absolutely, now that you they it. are. Yeah, uh, ninety. I'm gonna guess ninety or ninety-one, based on a Stephen King book, uh, starring a young Pierce Brosnan, I believe. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that Pierce Brosnan? I think it is. It was. Yeah. The guy who plays Job always reminded me, kind of looked like a grown-up version of the Chucky doll. Oof. Yeah, a little bit of a creepy Brad look. Brad Dorf? 
<laughs> so this is 1992. Okay. So 92. I don't think it. I don't think it counts as far as our scale goes. Mm. But anyway, let's rate this uh, limitless question before we uh, continue on with this voicemail. Um, popular. I mean, it's kind of come and gone. It, it's somewhat popular though. I think it has a cult following, so I'll give this lowercase p. I is it interesting? It's not that interesting. So I'm giving this like a pretty tiny eye. Like, Maybe I. I mean, it's a, you know, kind of a deep cut TV question. But again, it's not even that much of a deep cut because it's just the last decade. So I think some of those, you know, fans, it's it's kind of at the tip of people's brains, I think. Uh, built in hint. Um, yeah, there's not a lot here. You know, I mean, I'm giving it a little B. Because you've got some hints. You've got like the dates that the movie came out. You could have just said like it was a movie and a TV show. You've got a plot synopsis. Right. Short and sweet. Yeah, I'll give this an S too. I don't think it needs to be like, you know, majorly rewritten. It's fine. You know, it's a fine question. For a television question, I think that you could probably find something more interesting to ask about in the realm of television. But if you need a television question, you got nothing. I think this would be a fine question to include. But um yeah i just i feel like it's uh it's just missing something basically what do you think he didn't ask me to rate it he said he wanted the pibs rating oh come on mark so i don't know uh (laughs) i don't know if he's looking for one of my uh for one of my scores okay um i mean i think it's i think it's fine all right i i agree with you that it's missing something um I'd be inclined to give it uh, to give it like an A minus, maybe okay. B plus, something in there. Right. I just feel like uh, I feel like it's I, I feel like it's not interesting. It was Bradley Cooper, right? Yep, in the movie. Yeah, probably different actor for the TV show, but I, I would yeah, guess maybe including that. You know, like starring Bradley Cooper. <laughs> um, you know, it might just uh, it might just like have some extra color to the question. You know, tell us why the show is canceled. Tell us who directed the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't just say it's about a mind enhancing drug. Like it's, I feel like that's just giving too much. Now, I well, mean, you it's know. like the, it's the little case B. You know, it's it's a B. Yeah, it's a built in hint. Yeah, I mean, like you know, well, obviously, you know, we have Kyle who says she doesn't know it, so maybe mm-hmm. it's just because you and I are nerds mm-hmm. but um, i think i heard about that on fresh air they did a review of the movie when that yeah. came out um but i don't know it just there's it's i feel like there's more interesting stuff that could be put in there other than it was a tv show and a movie all right mm-hmm. yeah it's i agree it's 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 fine it's fine, yes. but yeah. it's not extraordinary. And I do wish there was, especially for someone like me, where if I heard that question, I would think like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, right. so like, yeah, I would say, I would say like three motherfuckers. Mother, mother, mother. Here they are pretty maids all in a row. There you go. Well, <laughs> all right, let's uh, see what else Will has to say here. So much to say. Here we go. And uh, your second question, that was hopefully the PIVS one, but then your second question would be, uh, what is 
the only word in the English language to have every vowel and an alphabetical order. And if you do the adverb form, sometimes why? So that's uh, a little free hint, not really, but uh, hope you guys <laughs> enjoy it. Love the pod. Uh, would love to hop on Discord and try to play some trivia or talk with you guys sometime because my geography knowledge isn't bad. And based on listening, it sounds like you need someone on your team like that. So <laughs> yeah, Jesus. thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Well, it's true. I mean, just listening to this episode. Oh, you yeah. know, no. I feel like I'm wrong. I feel like I know this. So, I mean, it's a. Uh, it's one word, the only word in the English language to have every vowel in alphabetical order, A-E-I-O-U. Hmm. And if you do the adverb form, sometimes Y. The Y is at the end. And that's um, a little free hint, not really. Yeah, it's not a hint at all. Uh, well, I mean... It's a little hint. First, I'm just going to say right off, this sounds like it should be the Pibs question. Because mm-hmm. this sounds way more fascinating. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the other one. I mean, it's a it's a pop culture question, which people enjoy that at trivia. Mm-hmm. But trivia heads, I think, prefer you know this kind of thing. Are we really supposed to sit here and it, suss through every word? Is it facetious? Well, Fis- like facetiously? Yeah, I mean, I was I was just about to say. I think if we you know started doing the like OUS, if we looked at that. You know, I O U, that kind of like. I mean that F- that's in order, F- isn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. Am I spelling that right? Face I O U S. Yeah, that's face I see. But the thing is, Jesus Christ, facetious. Where in the fuck did you come from? This, uh, just you know. What were you gonna say? This, I guess we are gonna sit here and suss it out. I mean, there. I feel like I don't know. It's got to be right. I kind of. I kind of feel like there's other words maybe also though. It just seems I, I mean yeah, oh, that's an interesting point. It does say here only word. Let's see here. When I google this, it says uh, there's a lot coming up about facetiously. Um okay. Let's see here. So it is I'm just word. I'm going to I'm going to check um let's see here words that have every vowel in order. Kyle always makes fun of me for typing my words instead of swiping. Are you a swiper or a oh, typer? Oh, I'm definitely a swiper. I'm, a, swiper. I'm a swiper. I'm a I'm a voice to texture first, swiper second. Mm. I can't do voice to text. It depends on if I'm alone. If if I'm like around people, I won't necessarily do it. But all right, um, I found a list here from Wiktionary that has 32 words. Okay, oh. so it's not the only word that okay. include. Um, abstem, abstemious. Okay. Uh, abstemious. Is that similar to obstreperous? Arius. Affectious. Uh. Anterior with a uh, U spelling. Bacterious. Oh. Here's hmm. facetious. Bacteriously. Larsenius. Ooh. And there's a few others here. Um, so, yeah, is it the only word? I see on this other search it says uh, most no. common. 
it says most common words. So I think if you were to add that instead of only, only you got to take out. Yeah, that's, you got to take that out. Yeah. All right, well, these yeah. other words aren't really used. It doesn't look like that frequently, but adding something like most common, I think. First is, off, we've got a factoid alert. Yeah, factoid alert. Factoid alert. Because only, yeah, it ain't the only one. That baby. ain't true. It ain't true. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I don't like the use of common being a qualifier like that website suggests. I mean, it may very well, well be the most common. If you look at this list, I mean, there's not a lot of people using them a lot. The anterior spelling is like it says obsolete because it's got the U in it. Yeah, mm, it's yeah, just, no. I mean, I, I mean, I know that you can argue it, but I don't like the fact that you'd have to argue it. I think a better mm. move would be to give a definition or to give a synonym or something um, to where you're making it so it is specifically, you know, you could say common and add the definition or something. Um, but to just say the most common, uh, I don't know that people are going to put ariously or whatever, but if they do, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say, no, sorry, the other one that's more common to me. Um, you know, I just think, or, you know, or more, mm. it, this website says yeah. it's more common. So you lose. So I, I see what you're saying. You're, you're bringing me over to your side on this, I think. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's an easy fix, right? Like it's like we were just talking about earlier. It's, you know, when we were talking about that whole gas thing, it's like, just give a, give a year, just give a, a mm. definition. Yeah. Like when I qualifier, the definition yeah. would be good. Like when I look up, uh, facetiously, uh, one of the definitions it gives is flippant. So then just say, you know, meaning flippant. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Flippant. and there you go. You know, because I think it would be hard for me to realize, you know, like there are a lot of words that sound like flippant or that mean the same as flippant. That's I good. don't know if facetiously would have jumped to my mind straight away. So, well, yeah, I mean, and Kyle, Kyle thought of it. So it's, it's definitely answerable. Um, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and rate this one. Um, popular. Is it the most interesting or like the most requested category at my at my trivia? Sometimes people request vocabulary, but not very often. So I'll give this a little little p. Interesting, yeah. I mean, words that have kind of like the structure. That's that's pretty interesting, actually. So I'll give that a capital I. Um, but as far as like a built-in hint goes, I mark your your spot on, dude. I don't know if I can give this a B or an S. Really, I think it needs it needs something. So uh, I'm giving this a pie. Yeah, I would give this a. I'd give this a a. Well, to be completely frank with you, the way it stands right now, I'd have to give it an F because it's incorrect. And if your if your trivia question is incorrect, I can't on good conscience give you a a, a good score. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to not say only and you just, came into an accent contest, like <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, uh, if you took away the only and it was not, you know, factually incorrect, I'd give it a B as it stands. If you change it. So flippant was, you know, used or what have you, I'd give it an A plus. It's definitely got a lot of, it's got a lot of moxie. It's got a lot of, cool question it's yeah it's definitely got some cool stuff in there Mm -hmm. 
How are we looking motherfucker wise? I'm thinking four out of five motherfuckers. It's I like the question. It just I think it's interesting. I just that one little thing, like you need to switch it's a big that. little thing. Though. It is a big little thing. Like I need to just say it the most common. I mean, but as a rule though, it is I I personally, like if I'm writing questions for trivia night. I would stay away from any question that would have multiple answers for it. Yeah. So. Bad times. Like if there's any there sort is. of, even if there's even a hint of a discrepancy, I'd be like, you know what? Someone even might confuse this and argue. I just want trying to avoid people arguing with Lee trivia and I as much as I can. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's Absolutely. good. But thank you, Will. And I love you mm-hmm. too. I don't think we've maybe ever been told by a listener that they love us. Um, thanks for the love, Will. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them. You guys also, are very lovable. Omaha, Nebraska, home of uh, home of three eleven and Connor Oberst and Connor Peanut. Oberst. New lyrics to go uh, episode uh, about pretty fly for a white guy. Um, singer Dexter Holland uh, kind of shits on Omaha a little bit, <laughs> so uh, you know you may want to take that up with him. You might you might want to take offspring off of your uh your playlists mm-hmm. mm. Mm. well uh yeah thanks will and uh moving forward this is uh just a psa please just send in one question at a time <laughs> and then when we rate your question you can send in another one after that uh that way because if if there's two and one we don't usually do that we're making an exception here uh, only because you, you love us <laughs> Uh, but yes, much appreciated. Thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question, rate us with a write my question or miscorrection, please do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six. All right. I'm ready. I'm looking at these uh, categories here. I just I don't know about which one to do. All right. I'll go with this one. Which NHL team began as the Quebec Nordiques before relocating to the U.S. and being the first professional sports team to bring a championship to their city, defeating the Florida Panthers in the 1996 Stanley Cup Final? Your husband, in all actuality, in all reality, looked at his phone, looked at a list of questions. Who knows how many questions? This is a man who's asked close to 500 quizzes in his lifetime invites you on the show for the last round and gives you an NHL A fucking question. sports question. I, I think, I think this is, I think this is accessible. Okay. Well, here's Which? my guess. Okay. My guess is the <laughs> Bruins and you want to know why the Bruins is my guess. Why? Because it's the only hockey team name that I know. <laughs> okay, good. Well, really? Yes. Kyle, I got to tell you, first of all, I love your scarf. Thank you. I like it, too. Secondly, I've got to tell you, it's definitely not the fucking bro. I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure it isn't. It's the first professional sports team to bring a championship to their city. Okay. So that's a good built-in hint. From Montreal. No, no, no. Quebec. Quebec Nordiques. But they were in Quebec. They moved. And wherever they moved to, they won the first professional sports 
championship to that mm-hmm. city. That S is probably mm-hmm. silent. It's probably Nordique. Maybe it's somewhere in like New England or something, since that's like nearby. <sighs> well, so the first team that comes to mind is the San Jose Sharks. Okay. And I know they were good for a time. Um, no other professional sports teams that I know of in San Jose. So that would be, if it was if it was them, that would be a very easy answer. Mm-hmm. The other team that comes to mind is the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Quack. 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 Well, you know what's funny is I opened my mouth to say I refuse to quack, and all I ended up doing was quacking. <laughs> it's like something came over it's me. Mob mentality, I get right it. there. Um, so it could be the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Anaheim has. Can't the believe that's a Angels, real team. Or had the Angels, but I don't know that they ever won. Um, the Lightning. Where's that? Tampa. The Tampa Bay Bucks. But didn't they? Well, I don't think so. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks may have won a Super Bowl before then. Um, and it would be weird to have two Florida teams facing off. Mm. I don't even know anything about divisions or anything in I hockey. I don't either. I know nothing. You know more than I do. Um. Trying to think of other teams. Um, there's, uh, well, there's the Buffalo Sabres. That, I mean, that's near Quebec. It is. And uh, Lisa, if you're listening, I want you to turn your speaker up extra loud. The only other professional sports team that I know of are the Buffalo Bills and they, despite going to the Super Bowl for four years in a row, never won a championship. Oof. So. Taking the L. Could be the Buffalo Taking Sabres. Taking so many L's. They've been, I think they've been good before. I mean, I think you should, I leave this in your hands. I trust you completely. I'm going to let you down. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you know now. I mean, I don't know. Um, you know more than I do, so I'm gonna. I, my gut tells me that maybe the San Jose Sharks started out boom and just did really well. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't know when they started, but I'm guessing maybe the '90s. I feel like that's right. I'm know. gonna say the San Jose Sharks. Let's go. No, oh, I'm sorry. Aww. It is not the team that has the distinction of being the only team in the NHL to have one of their home games canceled due to flooding a uh, nearby river. Oof. It is a team that's having a bit of a moment right now. It is Colorado's team. Oh, the Avalanche? Yes, the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, See, okay. Denver being the city. I thought that's I thought you might know that because you you lived in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I know the Broncos obviously because I well, I lived actually close to Bronco Stadium. I could see from my apartment living in Denver. Mm. I know about the Denver Nugs. Yeah, so they, they shared the same arena with the Denver Nuggets. Wow. How perfect was it that their name is the Nuggets and they also became the first uh, place where they had legalized weed? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, that's could poetry have been right any there. Better. It is. Yeah, it's amazing. My, you see, it's poetry. It rhymes. One of my friends, Emma, 
um, who I went to college with, who's one of my best friends, she grew up in Denver. And she always made that joke. Denver Nugs. That's perfect. Like, oh, yeah. perfect. The marketing is built in. <sighs> Ship um, it worldwide. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, there was no way in hell I was ever going to get that ever. Likewise. So. Well, like I said, they're they're having a moment right now, so I think uh, you know people might be looking into their history and stuff like that. Good for them. Fuck them. They can eat my shit. <laughs> All right. Here's your last question uh, for me. Used in everything from tree stump removal and fireworks to meat processing and fertilizer. Potassium nitrate, KNO3, is also known by what name? Used in everything from tree stump removal and fireworks to meat processing and fertilizer. Potassium nitrate, KNO3, is better known by what name? Potassium Begin. nitrate. Banana boom. I mean, bananas are very slightly radioactive. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's like a very low level though. You'd have to eat like you'd have to eat like five hundred bananas, bananas like in like a very small period of time to feel any sort of radioactive effects. So you it's would like, probably die from physically eating too many bananas. Probably, yeah. And actually, the same thing with macadamia nuts. Did you know that? Apparently, macadamia no. nuts are also very slightly reactive. Mm. Radioactive. Anyway, potassium um, nitrate n- n- and K. What is was it? K N O three. Yeah, like no, no, no. <sighs> You flip that three over, it's a W. This oh, is the no. Knock it over on its that? side. Mm-hmm. Explosive, this just is like the, no. the podcast. So stump grinding, you said? Wait, stump grinding and fireworks uh-huh. and meat processing. Mm-hmm. I don't like that stump grinding thing because it, it got me thinking hardware. And then, yeah. then you're saying fireworks and and meat processing. I'm thinking... My first, if I, potassium nitrate, I'm I thinking. Mean, you did say potassium nitrate, so there's no way it's like a saw. <laughs> no, yeah, there's no saws made the of. The stump grinding <laughs> thing is weird, though. It's weird. How? I'm thinking, like straight off the bat, I'm thinking maybe it's like a corrosive substance. Like if it if it's something that is for meat processing, which like, you know, maybe for sanit- sanitizing. Uh, purposes and like uh, fireworks, obviously corrosive, oh, explosive. I've got an what? idea. I've got an idea. What, what, what? This is reminding me of a movie that was based yeah. on a book. Okay. Which by one? Chuck Palahniuk. Fight Club. Oh, you're thinking of this, the scene with the, the soap and. Mm-hmm. They go and get uh, lie. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. I think that's, I think I feel really good about that. Because in the end, they need that for their operation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel good about lie. Let's go with it. Lie is our answer. Sorry, that's incorrect. No. (sighs) I loved the enthusiasm, though. The correct answer is saltpeter. Oh. Saltpeter, famously used in gunpowder, fireworks. Tree stump removal, meat processing. I just loved how disparate those things were. Uh, that list, um, saltpeter gets around. Mm-hmm. I do really like that question though, because Thank you. there's a lot of hints, and it's like a little hard. I like how's it used in stump grinding? What, they, they blow up the stumps. 
I think they it's probably used to like weaken the stump. Is my guess? Maybe it's I don't know. I, to be and for the you. meat packaging, is it? Uh, is that for seasoning? I'm guessing the it's salt. probably. We I love mean, salt, Peter. All I'm, do, all I'm doing is Peter guessing doing? here, but I think kind of like with a uh, with the idea of maybe trying to like uh, tenderize or like maybe loosen some kind of. Uh, I can look it up, but I don't know. Okay. Don't look it up. I'm not going to want to eat sandwiches ever again. And I love sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Sandwiches are like my favorite food, probably. Well, love I think it's sandwich time. I think we should... Uh, we should eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing those hot dog sandwiches home, by the way. And, They're and th- not sandwiches. Thanks for joining us here on the No-No, Kyle. Of course, my darling. Mark, Anything. always a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. And thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you could support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including our new proverbial light keeper, Josh. Hey. Yeah, Josh. Thank, Thank you. you, Josh. Welcome, Welcome Josh. to the No-No family. We appreciate your patronage. From the book of proverbials. Indeed, yes. Right by the book of Psalms. Um, so thank you, Josh. We appreciate you. Um, also, a big thanks to our quiz daddies, Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volkadesma, and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim, Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil. Our team captains, Hayden, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Cameron, Stephen Day, Cy, Caitlin, Mike, Kay, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, AK Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John, Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Petersalt, and Justin M., Justin Molten Rock Paradot. Is there another Justin M? No. Okay. No, there's just one. Thanks. I think we finally got that figured out. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Whole Gas, Mark with a C, Bill, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Andrea, Jesus Christ, Aleo, Tim, Pinsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dell said all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike. J. And if you're a Justin M and you are not Justin Molten Rock Paradot, <laughs> make Mark's dreams come true and sign up for our Patreon. It's just $3 a month to get up for our Rumple Snailskin tier, which gives you access to all of the archives. If you sign up, they need to be a proverbial light keeper, though. A proverbial light keeper and above, you get access to our bonus quizzes. And uh, at the Quiz Daddy tier, you get a uh, full transcript of one of our live quizzes every week. So be sure to check that out. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question or a miscorrection, you can do so at nononsensetrivia.gmail.com or call us at 1-929-356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. 
And if you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. Also, as previously mentioned on the Discord, we do have a little uh, separate channel for lyrics to go. If you listen to that, you can go on there and uh, talk to Seth and I about some of the stuff going on there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.